Global. Hey, what's up, guys? What's going on? Man, welcome to the Immerse Podcast. Yes, sir. This is episode six. This one will be on, is porn and masturbation wrong? Whew, deep episode. Yeah. And guys, just to let you know, we're also going to be starting a sexual series. Um, and so uh, it we're going to be, it's probably going to be around maybe five to six, depending on how many things. But uh, I mean, there's going to be an episode on, uh, what was it, singleness, um, mm-hmm. preparing for marriage, mm-hmm. why, why wait till marriage to have sex. We're going to get into that homosexuality. So we're going to do a, um, quite a few episodes kind of breaking down these big topics um, that really, really affects the church. And really, I mean, affects the whole world, honestly. Yeah, yeah. So now nah, I should be good because, I mean, these things are. Yeah. I mean, it's, this is literally things that have affected the world since the beginning, you know, so mm-hmm. it, it's going to be really good and we're excited to do it. So, yeah. Yeah. And guys, uh, so the Immerse podcast, uh, this podcast, we get immersed in the word of God to break down popular topics through a biblical perspective. And this will help to disciple the body of Christ. Woo, man. And so we, we kind of give this introduction just to let you guys know the heart of the podcast. And uh, we want to thank you guys for consistent hearers and listeners that actually continue to keep coming back to the show. And also those who are just jumping on for the first time. Uh, we just want to genuinely uh, say that we're happy um, and blessed to have you guys uh, here. And we know that um, faith comes through hearing and hearing through the word of God. And that's uh, our heart um, is to preach the gospel and to hit these topics so that we can become more and more and more intimate um, with the Lord Jesus. So Amen. Yeah. Nah, it's just, it's all about equipping, like eat, like, like me and Gage, um, equipping, you know, being equipped, but then also, you know, like making sure that, you know, y'all are equipped as well, you know, and it all comes through the word of God. So yeah. And just for, if people don't know, I am Devin. Uh, I don't think we ever introduce ourselves. Yeah, we need to do that. (laughs) And my name is Gage. 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 (laughs) You said that show with two capital G's. I know, bro. People be like, oh, I feel like I have to do that because if I just say Gage, people like, oh, what's up, Gabe? Oh, yeah. People just be saying that. So I honestly, I answer to anything, but that's why I like really enunciate my name because people yeah. always think my name is Gabe. I, I remember the uh, dude at Starbucks. He called you Gate. Yeah. Like your he name called was me Gate. On my Starbucks cup, he wrote Gate. Like, G-A-T-E. Man. That is hilarious. Man, people need hearing aids, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> well, you want to start us off with a prayer? We'll get into it. Yeah. Um, we shall pray, saints. So, Father, um, we just come before you, Lord, and we thank you, Father. We thank you for this opportunity, Lord. We thank you, God, for your son, Jesus Christ. And, Lord, we thank Mm -hmm. you um, that your word, Lord God, has been preserved, Lord. It has been uh, kept perfectly, Lord God, throughout history, Lord. And, Father, we thank you that your word answers many of our questions, Lord, and it it is like a guideline to our life. So, Father, we thank you for your word. Father, we ask that you would open it up today as we get into it, Lord God, regarding the topic of porn and masturbation. And, Father, we ask that you would reveal truth through your son, Jesus Christ, to uh, Gage and I and also every listener, Lord. And we ask that you would bless us and bless them in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So, yeah, um, just we're really about to just be breaking down uh like is porn and masturbation wrong and why and basically this whole podcast is really going to be answering that question so do you want to get into some stats because i know you're a stat guy yeah so guys i love statistics um especially nowadays with the type of technology that we have and the type of surveys i mean they've been starting this stuff from like i don't know like now it's been like probably around 100 years you know what i mean and probably even longer in the sense of like statistics that they have and so i did find some statistics that have to do with masturbation and that also have to do with pornography um and so i'm pretty sure everyone knows what this thing but maybe i should probably break this down what they are masturbation is um committing sexual acts to yourself um and then pornography is watching um, masturbation on, on, on computers or, or your, your phone or whatnot, and basically watching 
um, people indulge in sexual activity so that you can get aroused, which ends up leading to masturbation with you doing sexual acts with yourself. Um, so that's the breakdown of what that is. And so here are some statistics when it comes to masturbation and porn. And so hopefully this kind of like um, will open um, people's eyes just to really the, the issue with this stuff, you know what I mean? And, and how me and Dev, we're going to get into in a little bit how um, porn and masturbation, it's destroyed our lives, you know what I mean? And if it wasn't for Jesus and his spirit, um, we would be <laughs> we would be so like stuck in this stuff still, you know? Amen. So, um, so here's uh, some statistics, guys. You have 64% of Christian men who still look at porn once a month. So that's 64% of Christian men. That's more than half of all Christian men. Um, they still look at porn at least once a month. And then you have 15% of Christian women um, that look at porn once a month. So it's uh, not only it's I think we mostly look at this as like it's a man issue. But a lot of times when I'm talking with people, I realize that women, a lot of women deal with this. It's not just a men issue, you know. And then on um, search engines like Google, Bing, whatever, like when people search up stuff online, 25% of search engine requests are related to sex. So that's a quarter of every search engine thing. Um, I believe like all over in the world, like a quarter of that is all related to sex, people searching up sex. So that's a quarter of that, you know, which is crazy. And then a third of all porn users are women. So one third, they're all women. So this is a, this is not an issue just for men, but this is an issue for women as well. This one right here hit me in the gut. It like smacked me like left and right. And I even told Dev about this and we were literally like, we were like, wow. Um, but this one right here, it's one in five youth pastors um, deal with, with uh, watching porn regularly and one in seven senior pastors. So let me say that again. One in five youth pastors watch porn regularly and one in seven senior pastors watch porn regularly. So this is like not only a thing, like of course people in the world like who aren't sanctified um, in Jesus and like walking in relationship with him, like, yes, they're dealing with these things, but this is actually such a huge issue in the church, you know? Um, and I'd probably say a lot of my friends, a lot of people that I meet and whatnot, they start, the more you get to talk with them, there's like this recurring thing of like, man, I just can't get free. You know what I mean? It's like this disease. It's like a cancer. It's like, I don't know what to do. It almost feels like there's no cure to this thing. You know what I mean? And so... Um, here's another one. Um, average age exposed to porn for men is 12 years old. You know what I mean? I mean, I lost my virginity when I was 13. So it's like it, it's it's getting younger and younger and younger. You know what I mean? That people um, that kids like in elementary school, um, they're like learning and, and being exposed to pornography. And the age is going down more and more and more because of the access. I mean, sometimes you don't even have to search it up. You could just be on Instagram. You could just be on thing and you find um, these um, these images, you can find these videos, you can find anything anywhere, you know. Um, here's the here's another one. It's a uh, pornography is proven. So this is proven. Uh, pornography is proven to damage the sexual performance of the viewers. Um, so th with a real person. So basically what that means is that when someone is continuously watching pornography um, and that is their idea of what sex should look like. And I even saw this other statistic that 88% of, of porn is extremely abusive and it's aggression in the, in the sexual, um, uh, in the sexual activity that's happening. So it's not, and so what happens is that we're believing this is what sex is supposed to look like, but you're actually abusing your partner um, because they're portraying it as if like, this is what it's supposed to look like. And really you're treating 
um, the person receiving sex as if they're a piece of trash, like they're a piece of meat, like they're a dog, you know what I mean? That you're just there to satisfy me, you know what I mean? And um, it's not how God intended sex to be, you know? And we'll get it. We'll, we're going to help to break down really how God wanted it to look like. Um, but really, uh, as uh, going along with this statistic, pornography, it leads to premature ejaculation. Um, so that meaning like men, um, you know, people like, oh, like, you know, he, you know, he buzzed in like 30 seconds or it's, um, you know what I mean? He can't really like hold his ground or something like that. Um, <laughs> you know, people be saying that they'd be like, oh, he's a minute man. You know, they'd be saying all that stuff. And a lot of that actually has to do with pornography. It messes with that area, um, which is crazy. And I think that there is this lie. Like I remember hearing this lie growing up. Oh, if you masturbate, your, your penis will get bigger. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. Like I used to hear those lies and I used to hear the lies that like, oh, it'll, it'll, um, um, it'll, um, what do you say? It'll make you last longer in bed and like all these other things like that. But it's actually the opposite. It actually help. It actually will cause you to not last long. It actually, you have premature ejaculation. And then it also deals with this. And a lot of men, it's uh, erectile dysfunction where you actually have a hard time getting hard, <laughs> you know? Um, and so it's, a uh, it's not uh, a small issue. It actually, um, it's leading to something so much bigger because as men and women are looking at pornography, they're the, the, the people who are like actors and what they're doing in this they're they're portraying it in such a way of what it's supposed to look like and that's not supposed to look like that so we try to take what we see and put it into our bedrooms and in all reality it's not gonna look like that and when we try to force it to look like that or oh our partner isn't satisfying us like what we see in the videos or our partner doesn't look like who we see in the videos because a majority of what you see in the videos a lot of them um have surgery to get like what they do have and it's just or they find people that have that that have like the ideal sexual um, parts and everything like that and they put them in the video and so a lot of men will deal with insecurities um, dealing like oh well you know my I'm too small or women saying oh my butt doesn't look big enough or my breast doesn't look big enough or um, I need to learn how to set like um, please a man sexually and so it, it it's almost as if it puts this uh, this weight upon men and women that they have to perform a certain type of way um, and sex honestly just straight up sex was never supposed to be a performance thing it was a love thing. It was a self-sacrifice thing about you denying yourself and loving on the person, person uh, and satisfying their um, their need and their desire in the midst of of you guys coming together through the covenant of marriage and marriage alone. You know what I mean? And so here's our, these are some of the statistics um, that are just it's shocking about how real um, this issue is and and, and the lie of of that oh if you watch pornography you'll be better in bed or you'll have greater knowledge in that and let me just say this who was the creator of sex god was god created sex so above all he knows what it's supposed to look like he actually knows um, how to um, make it where it would actually be the very best and god wants to put his hand upon marriage and bless it but if we're going to demonic um if we're going to the, d the demonic side of learning what porn is or what sex is supposed to look like and what it's supposed to be like, that's going to affect um, our whole output on what we actually visualize sex to be when it's actually a whole, a holy and a pure thing that God created that he wants to bless. And he can't bless it um, if, we're, if we're wanting to get our knowledge from a demonic source. Do you know what I mean? So, 
That's really good because also you basically just broke down like the physical, like the the, the outcomes physically, mentally, and also spiritually. Like, yeah. you know, it, it's like it causes so many different things for men and women physically and mentally, but then it also is like a spiritual hindrance also. And I think the thing about it is um, just like it if we never viewed porn, if we never masturbate, if we never had sex outside of marriage, sex would be great with you know what i mean because like you know if we all did it god's way like we all went and you know he blessed us everyone with the wife who's supposed to have a wife he blessed every woman with the husband you know if they're supposed to have a husband and we weren't experienced or you know if we never committed um you know sex outside of marriage before if we never masturbated if we never uh watched porn before we would enter into that marriage and it would be completely pure it'd be it would probably be great you know what i'm saying because we wouldn't have the expectations that a lot of us enter into with now because our minds wouldn't even go to the places where they once were you know what i'm saying yeah. like i know like for me like just to get into a really quick like you know having sex outside of marriage before and um you know watching porn and dealing with that for a while now you know like my mind tries to go back to those moments and try to you know um like make them happen yeah like make them happen them. again or even like dwell on those thoughts and it's like no that's not okay you know what i'm saying because i don't want to bring that into you know lord willing the marriage that god is going to give me i don't want to have those same thoughts i don't want to you know i don't want to try to react those things you know what i'm saying so it's like it's a beautiful thing if we really do it god's way because there's a reward you know what i'm saying yeah and i'm just gonna i'm gonna and honestly there's so many lies in this thing and um the word of god will help to break the lies that this has been said and satan is i mean he's the father of lies he's the father of liars you know and the there is um there is this lie that says oh well i'll just watch pornography i'll just masturbate a little bit and then when i get married then i'll i'll stop masturbating and i'll stop watching porn no guys i i i personally i personally know um like men who are like who end up having this issue keep it from who they're courting, who they're planning on marrying, they get married, right? Thinking that, oh, they'll just have sex as much as they want. And then what ends up happening is that they end up, it, it ends up not satisfying their desire and they, they actually continue to masturbate and continue to watch porn. It doesn't make sense because you would think, oh, well, they're just going to go and have sex, but, um, and they'll just be fine. And that ends up not being the case. And I remember um, the wife, she was like, um, the wife of, of the man was like, I can't believe you hid this from me. And it was a thing about now you're married. And these are, this is a Christian couple, you know what I mean? And they did many, I did, I've done ministry with them before, you know? And so it like, it shook me cause I wasn't even aware of the whole thing. And, and so it's, it's not a thing that'll just go away when you're married. You know what I mean? Um, it's a deeper issue, you know? Yeah. So um, that was all the stats, and that's really good because, you know, he he's a real, like, stat guy. So that was really good because, I mean, it's just eye-opening. Like, a lot of the stats, like, um, it's just crazy to really understand how many people deal with that. Yeah. And not even to make it seem like, oh, like, I'm this, you know, I'm this righteous guy because, like, nah, because honestly, it's like I used to deal with it myself. And that's what we're about to get into now. Like, just to kind of give, like, an overview, like, how I got introduced to it and just kind of, like, you know, just to briefly go over. So, like, I remember the first time I seen it, I was probably, like, 
man, I was still living in an apartment in White Oak, man. So I was probably like 11, 12. And I remember like I was up late one night and it was probably like midnight. Like it wasn't even that late, I don't think. And I remember I was in my living room and that's when I remember like, you know, uh, off the late night, like the, the 300 channels, if anybody has Comcast out there, like the um the stars, HBO type channels late at night, back in the day, at least. I don't know. I don't watch cable like that no more. We in 2020, you feel me? If you still watching cable, boy, you at least about 40. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, so I remember like late night, um, you know the, these little like uh like porn jokes like i don't oh, even know i was hip to that yeah i was hip to that too it <laughs> was, it, them jokes will come on and i remember i was like 11 or 12 and i remember this was the first time where i remember getting like aroused and i remember like right there in my living room like boom like that was it like i remember it was just it was it was crazy and that's just me being like real like it, it was just random and wild mm-hmm. and i was so young and I remember that was like the first time. And I remember like, man, like this is this is different. This is new. This feels all right. So from there, I just started doing it. You feel me? And I think like up until I would say maybe like three years ago was probably when I really started getting like, OK, I like the, I know this is wrong. And I think I always knew subconsciously that it was wrong. But I think three about three years ago, three or four years ago is probably when I started realizing like, like OK, this is really wrong. Yeah, about four years ago, because I remember even before, like well before I was really saved, like I remember like, bro, I would literally do it and I would fast for like an hour. Like, Lord, I'm so sorry I did it. I'm not going to eat for an hour. Mm-hmm. And this was even before I knew fasting was a thing. Like I didn't even read the Bible. So I didn't know Man. fasting was a thing. Like, I remember back then I used to think that fasting was just for, like, Muslims because, you know, like, Ramadan and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I remember, like, I would feel so convicted and so guilty that I would fast for an hour. And I had no clue that Jesus ever spoke about fasting. So that just shows you, like, the spirit at work. You feel me? Like, the power of God is nothing that I could do or, you know what I mean, that I could, you know, like, take glory for. It was, like, all God, like, working in me but just me not submitting to him and mm-hmm. not giving him the time to actually uh, read his words. So, that's just kind of how it was for me. Like, I remember it, it was just, it was really bad for me. Like, I remember it just, it, it was, it really, like, consumed me. Like, you know, like, I mean, I, I remember, like, just the things that I started watching. Like, you know, you just get so, int- you get so just drawn into it and so enticed that, like, you just start watching the most randomest stuff that you're not even into. Yeah. But, like, it's just, like, you know, you're constantly trying to please yourself. So it's, like you're trying to just find new things that kind of arouse you. And it's crazy because it's like, now that I look back on it, like not that I really dwell on it, but like a lot of it was just super weird stuff that I'm like, what, like, what was that? You feel me? But it was just, it was something, it was a spirit on me that, you know, was wicked. That was really trying to consume me and keep my eyes off of what was pure. Keep my eyes off of what was right. Keep Mm -hmm. my eyes on what God intended, you know? So, yeah. So God about probably like, three years ago was probably like when he really was like you know really convicting me to the point where i was like okay this is not right so yeah. and yeah all by his grace all by the grace of god amen and i thank you for being transparent in that um and the reality is like when you're when you take sin and you shine it into the light it allows god to do something with that you know what i mean it's it's very uh, big to be transparent um and you know, you know, you're walking in freedom if you're able to be transparent about these things and you're hungry for freedom, you know. Um, so I appreciate you being like super uh, vulnerable with that, you know, because yep. I saw your face when you were like, yeah, just in the living room. I just did that. thing." Bro, it was, <laughs> I'm not even going to get into the details, but it, it was it was just random. It's not like, yeah, I'm not getting into yeah, it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> nah, so um, so my my story when it comes to this, like. Uh, I mean, I. 
this thing had such a grip on my life, man. Like it was, uh, it was a huge grip on my life and how it happened. I don't know what age I was, but I was, um, um, I was probably, I was in fifth, I believe I was in fifth grade. I don't know how old you are in fifth grade. I don't know. I don't probably know. like 10. 10 or something like, like that. Yeah, like 10, 11. Something like that. Okay. So I used to go over to my friend's house. Uh, we used to play little league football together. Um, and so, you know, I would like go stay the night and then in the morning we would have a game or whatnot. And so when I went over there, he actually has an older brother and his older brother was, I mean, was so he so indulged into that whole aspect of like pornography masturbation he was even on those like sex websites where you would like talk with people i mean he was so into that so i didn't know anything about this stuff i mean i would see stuff on tv and movies and whatnot i mean my parents uh weren't really like they weren't really big on like holding that back from us you know so i would like see stuff on movies and then you know like because my parents were in the room you know you like turn your head over to the side you know act like you're not watching you know um, but I didn't really know too much about it. Other than that, I was like, I, I assume I was like, you know, it's somewhat pretty pure. But um, what ended up happening was that when I was around him, they had all these uh, these Playboy magazines. I mean, a lot of them, like a lot of them. And uh, that was where all of this got got shown to me. And they actually told me about masturbation. They told me about what to do. Um, they showed me all these images. And I, I know I started getting aroused and my body was like, what's going on? You know what I mean? And, you know, it is all this stuff. And um, as I started to hang out more and more, like, and then like some, like, I realized how much it was, it was a little too much. Like his older brother would have some of his friends over and uh, this is just to be real. They would actually like whip out and they would start masturbating like, just like that. You know what I mean? Like in front of people, you know what I mean? In front of me, me and his younger brother. And so it was like, almost like it was such a common thing and it was like an open thing. And even the father allowed it. And I remember it just being like, I didn't really know what was going on. And so when I started getting into this stuff, like I couldn't even like ejaculate at the time. It was more of like, um, I just remember like picking it up and, and getting into it and then getting into these magazines and whatnot and looking forward to going over to their house um, because they had a bunch, it was, this was in the South, you know what I mean? Football, you know, all that other mess. And so what happened it was like, I would go to their house and we would shoot guns and look at porn magazines, you know what I mean? And it was such a, um, it was so, it was such a heavy topic. And then, and it, and I remember the first time like trying it and going into that area and it, um, and it gripped me. Um, and it, it had such a powerful hold on my life. And then I started uh, talking with other uh, friends of mine and they knew what it was and they were getting into it. And we're like fifth, sixth grade, you know? Um, and so it used to be like a common thing. And then we used to like talk all the time, be like, man, I can't wait to have sex with a girl. And used to say all these things and whatnot. Um, and I, it would just, it would just be a daily thing. You know what I mean? And it would just be something that my mind would continuously think of. And it would be, um, it, sometimes I wouldn't even be in the mood, but I would just do it just because, and it was, it was, it was something that, that. It, it, it's almost like this disease or this sickness. It kind of grabs you by the throat and it doesn't let you go. You know what I mean? That's kind of like the feeling of it as I look back on it now. And so I even got to a place where like, I remember being in the shower. I would like get on my knees and I'd be like, God, please. I don't even know why I would even pray. Like I, I didn't really have a relationship with God like that. But I remember being in the shower, getting on my knees and praying and be like, God, please let there be like a naked girl in the shower or something like that, you know? And um, it so consumed me. Um, you know, I'm just, I would have these demonic dreams of sex and all these things. And, um, what ended up happening was it was like all of my friends goals, like, man, we got like, Oh, who's going to be the first one to like sleep with a girl and whatnot. And, 
um, it just went into this wild thing of years of just abuse of pornography. Um, uh, when I started getting into a relationships, um, like that would be the one thing that we would do, you know what I mean? And I ended up losing my uh, virginity at 13. So yeah, if I was probably around 11 or 12, it didn't take long until I actually like got into this relationship where, you know, we were like, oh yeah, we're going to go over to each other's houses and my parents were not there. And, you know, you kind of like do the whole thing. Like I took the dresser, moved the dresser in front of my door just in case anybody was going to come in. It was just, you know what I mean? You, you start planning all this stuff out and it, it destroyed me. It, like it really did. And, and all the way throughout my relationships um, and whatnot, it was this thing about, I would stay in a long relationship for like three years, three and a half years, just because I wanted it whenever I could have it. You know what I mean? And so um, it was something that I didn't even think with my heart. I just think I was thinking with my lower nature, you know. So that's basically how it kind of happened in my life and how I got introduced to it. Um, and it's it's ruined me, you know. Yeah, nah, that's crazy. Yeah. So, it yeah, it's wild because it's like it, it literally consumes you. Like it just it, it starts lording over you. Like, I mean, Lord and a lot of people don't understand that. Like we're, a lot of people don't know this, like. Like when we say Jesus is Lord, look at like Lord is kind of like a synonym for like owner or master. So whatever you're submitting to, whatever you're letting, whatever you let guide you is is basically your Lord with like a lowercase L because Jesus is our Lord with an uppercase L, of course, because he deserves mm -hmm. that. But whatever we submit to is like our Lord, like that's our owner, that's our master. So if we're if we're letting porn and masturbation, like if we're if we're letting that consume us and guide us and, and you know, dictate what we do, like that's that's our lord you know what i'm saying but that's why we have to like deny that and that's why we have to follow christ because he is our lord so yeah yeah so um and i think just the the really understand like a lot of people don't really like know this and like i know even for me like i remember gates like really kind of hit this like hit the nail on the head like desiring like like sexual desires is from god like he mm -hmm. has given us that like that's something that that is normal. You feel me? Unless you have the gift of singleness that Paul talks about, I think in first Corinthians, if you don't have the gift of singleness, then you probably have sexual desires. Well, you do. You feel me? Because if you if, if you have the gift of singleness, like meaning you're not the Lord, it, it's not in his plan for some of us, like some of us to get married. You know what I'm saying? Like, then you don't have that desire. But especially now in this in this time, like I'm sure like a lot of people who's listening, you probably have sexual desires. You feel me? Mm hmm. And that's from God. That's OK. That's normal. You feel me? Our bodies, you know, that's what puberty is, is about. You feel me? Our bodies is maturing. They're, they're developing the things in order for, you know, for us to have, you know, intimacy. But it's it's really doing it God's way and understanding that God has created it in in a format for us to follow. But the beautiful thing about the format that God has given us is that is the best possible way for us to go about it. Now we take the format that he has given us and we manipulate that and we take the shortcuts that Satan offers us. And the thing about that, every form that Satan offers us is a cheap, like is a cheap, um, you know, like replacement of what God has intended. And the thing about it, it's a cheap replacement, but it's also going against God because it's like a shortcut to what he wants to give us. And a lot of Come things that, like that God wants to give us, it's so rich, it's so good, it's so like deep, you know, that it takes more time and it takes waiting on him and it takes, you know, spending time with him in order to get it. But once we do get it, it's such a great reward. But Satan will come and, you know, he will tempt you and he'll, you know, he'll give you shortcuts and easy little to do things so that we we get 
we don't even get what God intends, but we just get like a glimpse of it. You feel me? So that's what porn and masturbation is. It's a glimpse of the sexual, you know, sexual um, intimacy that God intends between a, a husband and a wife. You feel me? Mm -hmm. And but that's the definitely thing. Definitely like, not the full picture. Pornography nah. and masturbation is not the full picture. Nowhere even close. Yeah. It's like, it's all based, it's all a feeling based and it's all based upon trying to satisfy yourself. And really when Jesus came, it was like, um, love is, he's, Jesus said in the script, I believe it's first John three sixteen. He said, there's no greater love than this, than someone lay down his life for his friend. Um, and an aspect of what love is, is actually it's sacrificial. Love is sacrificial. Love isn't based on a feeling. Love is actually something that um, is so much deeper. If love was based purely on a feeling, our feelings change all the time. Mm -hmm. So you can't base love off of that. So when it comes to something like, like the through real authentic love, it's like you may not, you may not like you may not want to talk to that person that day. You may not want to um, do this that day or do that. But you do out of you do everything out of a place of love, regardless of how you your head may feel in that moment. And what I mean by how your head may feel, like how you may you know be going through this or going through that or going through that. But you you sacrifice yourself and may how you may feel, and you pursue what is right and what is righteous. And that is what real love is. Like parents, like when they have their children, they don't like oh man, like I'm just so. Like, I'm so annoyed. I need to rest. I need to sleep. You know what I mean? Um, and in that moment, it's like they still love their children so much that they press in in the midst of them being so tired, so exhausted, so annoyed. So like, man, you guys never listen to this, that. But they, they so love you and they so are for you that they're willing to continue to be um, your parents and continue to love you unconditionally. Like, that's real authentic love, you know? And sex goes into that. You know what I mean? Pornography and all of those things, it it is so feeling based and so um, based upon what can this person do to satisfy me? It's so give to me, give to me, give to me. And it's not what can I give to you? What can I give to you? And that's what like real wholesome um, sex and what it actually is under the under the uh, covenant of marriage. Um, it's, it's not about, oh, we, we need to do this move and we need to do this and I need to satisfy you in this area and whatnot. And I need to watch pornography so that I know how to actually do these things. Um, and that's, that's, that's the lie, the lie, the beauty of, of being with someone, um, on, when you're married is that you can discover and grow, um, in that area of, 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 of sex that God wants to be a part of and you guys can reveal different aspects of she's revealing all of herself to you. You were revealing all of all of his self to her. And there's a beauty behind that. You know what I mean? It doesn't need to be done a certain type of way. And it's all about it coming together to glorify and honor God as God um, has a it's like this. It's 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 almost like a a not a puzzle, but it's like you guys will end up figuring out what to do. You know what I mean? But you are searching each other's bodies. You guys are learning more about one another yeah. under the beauty and the and the and the wonder of God of how God has created the wonder of, of the male body, how God has created the beauty and the wonder of the female body. And you guys have that ability under covenant to indulge in one another and and the man wanting to please uh, the woman and the woman wanting to please the man. And, and it's beautiful when we allow God to have full reign over the whole thing. And so I refuse to submit myself under something that isn't of God and doesn't have the full nature of God in it. 
I don't want to watch pornography. I don't want to masturbate anymore because it's a, it's not the, it's, it's not of, it's not of the Lord and it's not allowing me to actually fully indulge and actually save myself in purity for the one who God has for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's good. I mean, cause really that's, that's even like what I had in my notes. Like it's like, God is the creator of, of, you know, of intercourse like 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 you know between a husband and a wife he's the creator of marriage he's the one who like you know founded all these things and it's like we want to do it the creator's way we don't because if we don't do it the creator's way then we're taking it from creation and if we're taking if like like why substitute the creator's way with the creation's way you know what i'm saying because Mm -hmm. the creation's way is obviously a substitute it's a replacement it's like a it's like a um you know it's like the the beta to the alpha way you know what i'm saying if that makes sense like it's just, it's not the, the the greatest way it's not the highest way you know what i'm saying so we have to go Amen. to the creator and, and you know do it his way so yeah like i'm even gonna bring up like just the whole thing is like when god created us he gave us that sex desire and it's not something that you can pray away I remember being like, well, I'm just, Lord, please take away my sex desire. Please keep lust away from me and whatnot. You know, it is something where you can actually pray lust uh, to leave and lust being a, this uh, demonic force that actually will lure you into demonic forms of like, uh, of sexual desire and whatnot. But there is a natural sex desire of, it's normal that as we get older, that we're desiring to have sex, um, with the opposite sex. Like we're like, we're desiring to have sex and that's, that's an okay thing. Like God actually placed that within us. So it's okay. The thing about it though, is that how do we actually control that? How do we actually go about that? And, and when God actually formed us, he actually, there's a hormones in our body. One of them, a really big one is called oxytocin. This, um, (laughs) I remember I was talking about this earlier and Dev's like, oxymoron (laughs) Uh, what was that (laughs) that joke is funny yeah and basically what what oxytocin is it's a bonding hormone and so women have crazy amounts of oxytocin and so maybe you guys have heard this phrase before but or these these sentences before but it's like well all men want to do is have sex all women want to do is just talk right well here's the thing because of this bonding hormone oxytocin there's actually some truth to that let me break it down. Oxytocin is so heavy in women because it's a bonding hormone. And the reason why women have such high amounts of oxytocin is because they actually care. They, uh, they, they give uh, birth. And so that oxytocin, it bonds, that hormone bonds them to their child. Um, and so they have this, um, this bonding uh, and whatnot with their, with their child. So they have huge amounts of this all the time. And so when, when women are opening up their heart, when they're talking about things that are going on in their life, um, they want to be heard. They want to give their heart to someone. And unfortunately, men will listen only so they can actually get what they want, which is sex. But women want to be cared for. They want to be honored. They want their heart to be cared for. They want a safe place where they can share. And of course, women, you need to get that from Jesus. You need to get that from the Lord where you can open up your heart and give yourself fully and wholly unto him. And unto that place, God will so take care of your heart. He will so listen to you. And through that place, you can find a man that God has put within your life that you can actually take that aspect and actually share your heart and give yourself unto a man um, in that form under marriage, you know, which is beautiful. And so that hormone that's heavy in women gives women that, not to say that women don't want to have sex. Yes, they do, right? Like pornography and masturbation is also a big part that women uh, have issues with as well. So it's not only a men issue. 
Um, but that hormone causes women to actually, uh, it's a bonding thing. So they desire to bond with things. They bond with their child. They're wanting to bond with their, with their girls. They're wanting to bond with the man that God has put with them, you know? Now with men, men don't have big amounts of oxytocin, but what we do have, um, is that we do get big amounts of oxytocin actually through when we're having, um, when we're having an orgasm. So men have huge amounts of oxytocin at the peak of their orgasm. And so what that is, so what basically what that is meaning is that men feel most bonded. They feel most loved. That's really what that thing, like women feel loved when they're actually connecting and sharing their heart and being able to be cared for because of that hormone, they feel loved in that. And so with men, men feel very loved. They feel very cared for it's, and it's through the orgasm that happens in a man. Like God just made us that way. So there is an aspect of like, oh, all men want to do is have sex. But the reality of it is that men are going to fake, um, are going to fake portions of love. I don't know how else to say that. They're going to fake things to get love. They're going to their hand to get love. They're going to uh, pornography to get love so they could get a feeling. You know what I mean? And the reality is that um, men, they, it, if, and really it becomes with a, a man not being able to feel loved, not being able to feel cared for. And they want that. And every man wants to be nurtured. They want to be comforted. They want to be, have the physical touch of a woman. And that's good. God created it that way. But men, you need to get your, your, uh, your comfort. You need to get your nurturing. You need to get your physical touch from the Lord, having his presence around you, getting, being nurtured from this, from the spirit and presence of God, being comforted by his spirit through hard times and not just like allowing yourself just to lean into a girl, you know what I mean? For your comfort, you know what I mean? Um, and so through, um, the beautiful covenant of marriage, when, when a man actually has an orgasm, he feels bonded and loved in that moment. You know what I mean? And that's why like a lot of the times when you see men, as soon as they get done with the, the orgasm or the feeling, they immediately just go on and they're like, oh, well, oh, thank you. You know what I mean? And, move, and they go on to the other thing because they got what they wanted. You know what I mean? And unfortunately, women will share their heart, give the man the heart. The man takes what he wants. And then the woman is left with her heart broken because her heart wasn't cared for, you know? So God did put this inside of us. We just need to steward our sex desire well. And so we're going to get into scripture on how we're going to do that. Yeah. Nah, that's, that's really good. Nah, that's good. And yeah, I mean, just to, just to make sure like sexual desire and lust is two completely different things. Yep. And that's something that we have to check our heart for. Like, it's nothing wrong, but like, you know, I, <clears throat> you know, like Lord willing, one day I want to be married. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing wrong with that. But then there's different, it's a different thing. If like you're walking around, it's like every girl that you see. And like, I mean, and it, it, like, I'm not going to say it happens, but like, if you're just, if you so happen to look and like, you just, you know, you, you just accidentally looked at, like looked at a girl and she had like some, you know, whatever on, like if you instantly turn your thoughts, like you, you know, you don't even let your mind go there. But if you look at that girl and you're like, you're, you're thinking on those thoughts that initially came to your mind, then that's probably showing you that you're lusting. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. that's the thing. Like lusting is not okay at all. Like under any circumstances, lusting after a woman or woman lusting after a man is never okay. You feel me? Like you should never look at a person and then let your mind 
you you can't excuse it. You're like, oh, well, I mean, you said that, like, you know, we could desire sex. Like, no, you feel me? Like, we can't look at a creation of God or a child of God in that way, like, at all. You feel me? But it's okay. Like, I mean, if you wake up in the morning and you feel like a certain type of way, that's normal. Mm -hmm. But like Gage was saying, steward that well. Like, a a fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, one of them is self-control. So we need to have self-control in that area. You feel me? Like, we have to control our mind. We have to control our heart. We have to control what we think on you feel me so yeah no that's good um i'm trying to uh, let me let me i'm gonna touch on that now and then we're gonna actually gonna get into first corinthians 6 yeah. um so if you have your bible um you definitely go into first corinthians 6 and just hold it for there for a moment um but i remember i literally got to a place like in my relationship with god where i want if i was like god i'll give up smoking i'll give up drinking i'll give up all these other things but i can't get rid of my of like my desire to like want to have sex with a girl um, and like pornography and masturbation and all these things like I don't I can't get I can't get rid of it and I got to a place uh, because I I continuously would hurt women I would uh, cheat like cheating on them um, abusing them um, just and it was just it was it was terrible and I got to a place where I was like God if you can't set me free from this like go ahead and kill me now because I'm not gonna hurt any more women I'm not gonna go and continue to be in this in this this roller coaster of guilt and shame because I can't be free from this thing. Like, I believe you can set me free. And so kill me now if you can't set me free. And I, I actually, I got that relentless um, where I was like, please just get this thing out of my life. And it was through that heart position that I God revealed to me what Devin was just talking about is that, and this is in Galatians 5, I believe it's like 23 through 26 or yeah. somewhere around there where it talks about the fruits of the spirit. And so as you have the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you there are fruits like it's like when you plant a seed a tree and then out of the tree grow fruit so it's it's a product of the holy spirit living inside of you and from galatians 5 it's love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control this is an aspect of the holy spirit living inside of you and so self-control the lord highlighted he screamed it in my spirit he's like gage you lack in this area. And so I, I started praying those prayers like, God, give me self-control over my sex desire. Allow me to be able to steward this well so I can actually save myself for the woman that you have for me. And I can stop going to um, these false um, and counterfeit forms of sex. I want the fullness of you, God. I don't want these counterfeit um, ways of it. I think about it a lot like money. It's like, um, you want the real thing. You don't want the counterfeit, the one that doesn't really have any value. It looks like it has value, but there is no value to it. That's really good. And yeah, just the um the the actual verse that he uh, was mentioning about the fruit of the spirit is Galatians chapter five verses twenty two and uh, twenty three. So yeah, thank you, bro. Reference points. Reference. So guys, uh, we're going to go ahead and we're actually going to get into, we were talking about 1 Corinthians 6. So right now, um, we're going to break down a, a portion of scripture that's for 1 Corinthians 6, and this is going to be verses 12 through 20. Um, these are great. And so Paul is speaking to the church in Corinth, and the, the Corinthian church, they had so much sexual prom- promiscuity, um, immorality. I mean, they were all over this stuff, and they were, they were those who were in church. And what happened was, is they were sleeping around with prostitutes. They were sleeping with one another. There was even, I think, one part in Corinthians where I believe it was like, um, they were like a son or something like that was sleeping with like his dad's wife, or it was just like, it or like his neighbor. I mean, it was just like some real stuff that was, that Paul even said, this isn't even uh, heard of in the Gentile community. And you guys are in the church having wild forms of, of, of sexual sin. 
And so Paul really addresses sexual sin to the Corinthian church, and he addresses that specifically in verses 12 um, through 20 in the sixth chapter. So we're going to go ahead and read that. I don't know if you want to break the verse down, read uh, read those verses. Uh, I could read. Yeah, I could read. I wish we had Catherine here. Oh, Catherine. Sh- man, shout out to Catherine. Out uh, to she's Catherine. a part of the gathering team. And yeah. uh, Catherine, man, she uh, <laughs> yeah, she's she, the greatest reader. She, yeah, she just. And the word of God. I mean, she's just great. She needs to do her own version of the audio Bible. Oh, man. Nah, for real. Okay, so uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 12. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Food is meant for the stomach and the stomach for food, and God will destroy both one and the other. The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And God raised the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of, the, of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Never. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a prostitute becomes one body with her? For as it is written, the two will become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but sexual immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Amen. Amen. And guys, if you can, uh, I'm going to highlight what this actually means. So the first verse, it says, and all things are lawful for me. But not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but not. But I will not be dominated by anything. So Paul, if you notice that it says all things are lawful for me, and he quotes that twice. So Paul is not. Paul isn't saying that. He, what he's doing is he's quoting what what the what the people in the the in the church of Corinthians like. It was like this mindset of, oh well, I'm a Christian. All things are lawful for me. I can do whatever I want, and there's grace. Like I'm by the blood of Jesus, I'm sanctified, and 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 by Jesus's blood, I can just go ahead and I can sin and and I can sleep around and I can masturbate and I can do all these things, and I'm still gonna make it into heaven. Um, and that's what Paul Paul is addressing. That he says, all things are lawful for me, but then Paul says like, yeah, but they're not helpful. And he says, all, and then he quotes it again, all things are lawful for me, but he says, but I will not be dominated by anything. You know, I, even one of my coworkers, I was talking to him the other day, he's, he was real big and he's like, man, I just refuse to be addicted to anything. Like I refuse to be addicted to coffee, I refuse to be addicted to, um, you know, cigarettes, all these things. And I 100% agree with him. It is so important that we, um, I like, especially as, as Christians, that we allow ourselves that the only thing that we're addicted to is the presence and the spirit of God. You know what I mean? And we're not addicted to the to pornography, masturbation, um, to alcohol, to uh, to um, smoking, to um, coffee. I mean, I know coffee is a big thing in the Christian community. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, we need to, you know, even watch ourselves like, oh, well, I can only encounter the presence of God with a cup of coffee in my hand. And that's that, that's false. You know, so. Um, if that sounds a little confusing, that's basically what Paul was talking about when he's quoting all things are lawful. That's what they would say. And that's basically in, in, in these days terms are saying, well, Jesus died on the cross for me. My sins are covered. It's okay if I sleep around here. It's okay if I masturbate once a month or, or every other day or look at porn here or there. You know what I mean? And, and Paul's saying, no, it's, it's not okay. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, like you cannot take advantage of the grace of God. It's a gift. You feel Amen. me? You're Amen. not going to take advantage of your parents who gives you gifts. You feel me? So you can't take advantage of God. Same so thing. Good. 
Yeah. So, I mean, even uh, verse, this is verse 13. It says, food is meant for the stomach and the stomach for food. And God will destroy both one and the other. The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. So the same thing, like that food was meant for the stomach and the stomach was made for food. Right. So we like if God has given us a sex desire, you know, a lot of will say like that. Oh, our body was made for sexual immorality or we were um, we have these sexual desires. Let's just indulge in it. Um, and it kind of reminds me of a street preacher that I, I was out at Montgomery College one day and a street preacher was preaching and then he was going against like uh, masturbation. Was not, and one of the people from the crowd screamed out, yeah, but God gave me a hand, you know, and it literally falls into this place. It's like, yes, God gave you a hand, but your hand was not made so that you can masturbate with yourself. Your hand um, was made to give honor and glory to the Lord and uh, through, the, through the workings of your hand. And this is what it even saying here. It says, um, it says the body is not meant for sexual immorality, but it was made for the Lord and the Lord for the body. Um, you were, yes, we're, we're sexual in nature, but the, before we're sexual, we're first spiritual. We're spiritual unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Like that is who we have communion with. That is who we're, we're together with, you know what I mean? And so when it, when it comes to masturbation, it, it's not a thing of, well, it's okay to do that. Or God gave me a hand. Well, you know, and then it, let me, let me just touch on this subject. It's like, oh, well, I'm not out there having sex with girls or I'm not out there watching pornography. Let me just masturbate. Um, the thing about it, though, is that you're committing sin against your own body. Um, later on, like what even what it says in Scripture, like you're um, uh, when you're when you are actually committing sexual acts to yourself, even if it is against um, your um, even even if it's not like with a woman or or whatnot, it's it's different. The reason why or a woman like having doing sexual masturbation to herself, um, you would think, oh, well, it's not sin. I'm just doing it to myself. I'm not hurting anybody. Um, but the reality is that that sexual aspect of, of our nature is only supposed to be woven into an aspect of through marriage and through covenant. It was something that was saved for that. It's not for you to indulge in. It was something for you to control. Um, and through your control of that, it'll allow a, a, a lady to turn into a woman and a boy to turn into a man, you know, because a lot of people aren't able to to um, mature in that area. And so it's 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 really good to walk with the Lord in that. And then you can continue and even uh, verse 15, it says, do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Never. Um, or do you not know that he who is joined to a prostitute becomes one body with her? For as it is written, the two will become one flesh. Um, and so in this aspect, like this even has to do with the pornography aspect. Okay, yes, we're not sleeping with prostitutes and whatnot, but as we're indulging in pornography and we're watching pornography, what you're doing is you, as you are masturbating and watching this person, you're becoming one with them. And the Lord is not okay with that because what you have is the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of you. You are the temple of God. As you go into this aspect of having uh, watching pornography, um, you are actually becoming one spirit with that thing. You know, and that is not of the Lord. And that's something that God wants us to come under him and not become one with something that is demonic, you know. Amen. And yeah, that's really good, because basically what you're saying is tying into verse 17, because verse 17 speaks. It says, but he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. So the thing about that is like. When we're joined to the Lord, we are one spirit with him. So whatever we are unifying ourselves with, we become one spirit with. Amen. So what spirit is pornography and masturbation? Like what spirit are you under when you're indulging in these things? It's not the spirit of the Lord, because just like you've been explaining, 
those things are not of the Lord at all. Mm -hmm. So you have to be under the spirit of lust, the spirit of adultery, the spirit of sexual immorality, the spirit of the world, the, you know, all these different spirits, a demonic spirit. So it's like when you're, when, when you're joining yourself to, to, to doing those acts, you are operating outside of the will of God, showing that you're not, you're not submitting to the spirit of the Lord. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So that's the most important thing that we have to remember. And, and we have to constantly check ourselves throughout our day, whatever we're doing, whether, you know, like the Bible says in word or deed. So like whatever we say, whatever we're doing, we have to make sure that we're, we're doing it being led by God and by his spirit. And we're being joined to his spirit. We're being one with him in spirit because we can't follow those things because anything that's out of, outside of like doing his will is doing it of a different spirit. You feel me? Mm. So that we have to be mindful of that. So true. So true. Um, and then from this verse 17, 18, 18, 19 and 20, I mean, man, it's like, um, I think this is the reality because sec like sexual desire is in our nature. Verse 18, it says flee from sexual immorality and every other sin a person commits every other. Let me reread that, reread that every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Um, and so when you're committing masturbation when you're watching pornography you are making it is the one sin of the sexual sin which is so different than every other sin that um, Paul is highlighting it that it's literally different than every other sin because every other sin is done outside the body like if you're lying um, if you're if you're committing murder whatever you're doing but when you're when you're sinning in sexual immorality it's something that is against who you are as a person you're sinning against your own body you're sinning against your body you're sinning against um, um, the Lord as well um, and the reason for that is because verse 19, it says, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. And we were bought with the beautiful pri price of our Lord Jesus when he gave himself on the cross, with body beaten um, and broken and bruised and ripped open and his blood flowing out for the forgiveness of our sins to be able to walk in freedom. And there is the ability to be free from this guys. Like, um, we're going to, um, we're going to be closing up this, with po this podcast as we get into the aspect of like, you can be free. It is possible to be free. Um, and we wouldn't jump on here and just talk about, um, what the Lord has, um, what the Lord says on these, sub these, uh, subjects of pornography and masturbation, um, just to tempt people with being like, Oh, well, you know, we're walking in freedom and this is just a thing like me and Dev, we we're, we openly talk to each other about like our struggles in the sense of like we always strive to walk to walk in purity. We keep our eyes from looking at women in a lustful manner. Um, we if we feel like we're having the sexual desire or whatnot, me and Dev, we're real quick to turn ourselves to the Lord, get on our knees and being like, God, um, I, I desire you more than I desire uh, uh, sex. I'm willing to wait so that I could have the fullness of, of you in marriage and not um, go for some um, um, counterfeit uh, of a quick feeling. I want the real thing, God. I want you. I'm not, I don't want, I'm not gonna like trade the diamond so I can have a rock. Like I want the jewels, yeah. I want the real thing. You know, that's really good. And just to add a point, like like Gage was saying, this is not to condemn anybody or anything. It's literally to just shed light on the situation, which ha held a lot of us captive for a long time and, and could still possibly, you know, hold us captive. And the thing about it is, like, I know um, it's a good reminder in verse 18 or uh, 
19 and 20 um or do you not know that your body is a temple of the holy spirit within you whom you have from god you are not your own for you were bought with a price so glorify god in your body this is a great reminder if any if you ever get tempted with masturbation or to watch pornography just remind yourself of that because instantly that should put the fear of the lord within you you feel me and the fear of the lord is not like a bad thing it's just like a it's like a respect it's like an honor like you're god and it's like i'm i'm your temple like you live inside of me so literally just remind yourself of that like if you ever get tempted that you are like you know what i mean you're the temple of god he wants to live within you so it's just a good reminder and i wanted to point that out because even till this day that's something that i constantly remind myself if i get tempted so yeah and guys when you fall into pornography when you fall into masturbation remember that you're not losing out it's not like oh well you know i gotta wait so long so i could be able to like have a wife and then have a thing i want you to know that it is so much better so much more pure and i want god's hand on it like i remember a while ago i went to this it was a singleness uh it was a it was a single life conference and it was really good and it was basically being able to get freedom from your past relationships and walk in sexual purity so to prepare yourself for marriage it was one of the best things i've ever been a part of in my whole entire life and it's called um it's called a uh, uh, single life um, and so you can probably google it single life workshop and they have material and whatnot um, but as I was there, I remember they asked this question. I want everyone in the room to ask the Lord, what does the Lord have for you in your sex life? Whoa, that was weird for me. I was like, ask the Lord what he has for me in my sex life. I was like, that's really weird. But I just wanted to be obedient. And so I listened and was seeing what the Lord was going to reveal to me. And I remember this is what the Lord said. He said, Gage, your best time having sex in the world is nothing compared to your worst time having sex in 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 um in a beautiful wholesome marriage and he was telling me what you thought was great in the world you have no idea what it looks like when you keep the marriage bed undefiled and i can bless it and what i've created can be fully manifested not in a demonic way but in a pure and holy way and i was like god i want that i'm not going to submit myself to a quick feeling watching um these other uh, men and women even children, you know what I mean, on, on, on computer screens, I'm not going to submit myself to watching something like that when those people are made in the image of God. And unfortunately, it breaks my heart that they don't know the beauty of how God fully loves them, has given themselves, and then they give themselves over to those um, uh, ways to make a living and that other that are leading so many people astray. And I, I feel so sorry for those people. And, and I desire that they would come under the knowledge of Jesus, that they would be able to walk in freedom. You know, and I have heard of some testimonies of those who are porn stars and those who walk in prostitution who get redeemed and they follow, they, um, they walk in uh, with the Lord. I mean, it's a beautiful image. Um, one great book to read is called Redeeming Love. Man, I forgot the author, but there's this book called Redeeming Love, probably one of the best books I have ever read. Um, and it's basically, um, it's a fiction book, um, but basically it's based off of the book of Hosea. And so it's a godly man who God speaks to him about his wife is actually a prostitute. So he seeks after her with wholeheartedness and with, with beauty. And she continues to keep slipping away and falls into this. And he continuously comes back and saves her. And and he's just so obedient. And then they and they end up getting married. Um, they end up getting married, uh, which is the beautiful part and then he refuses to have sex with her until she really until she realizes how god actually made it and then they end up actually indulging in sex and it was so beautiful because god was all over it and it was the book is just beautiful but it's called redeeming love um and so as me and dev uh, like as we talk about this guys like we wanted to pray for you all and let you guys know that there you do have the ability 
through the death of Jesus and his spirit being poured out and, and, and infiltrating into your life that you can have freedom and that you can know. And, you know, I'm reminded of, you know, I think I believe it's in Hosea as well, that um, my people uh, are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. You know what I mean? And we need knowledge on this subject. We need to understand the statistics. We need to understand how this is hurting the church, how this is hurting you and, and keeping you from what God actually wants to give you, which is a wholesome marriage, a beautiful sex life, um, and the being able to control your sex desires, you know? Yeah, and that's really good. And just to kind of, um, like, I know we didn't, like, just to kind of touch on, like, some more scriptures, just basically, like, that you could definitely be free. Because, like, I mean, even Jesus himself, like, somewhat spoke on these things. You feel mm-hmm. me? Um, Because in Matthew 5, just to kind of give you a rundown, if you really want to go read um the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, verses 27 through 30, Jesus is saying, like, you know, you shall not commit adultery. Like I say um, that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And adultery is, um in a sense, it's like, you know, if you're married and you have sex outside, you have sex with somebody who's not your spouse. But like Gage was even telling me before the podcast, like, you know, when we're children of God, we're married to Christ. Like we're a part of the bride of Christ. Amen. So if we have sex outside of marriage, uh, um, you know, if we have sex w- uh, with somebody who's not like our spouse, like we we sin against Jesus because he's our husband. You know what I'm saying? Like we're the bride of Christ. He's our husband. So if we look at anybody with lustful thoughts, like we we already we we committed it in our hearts. You feel me? And then Jesus goes into um, if your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one one of your members than that your whole body go into hell and what he's saying he's not literally saying like take your eye out or literally cut your hand but what he's saying is if if it's certain things in your life if there's certain things that like i am doing that you are doing that gage is doing we need to cut those things off if it's causing us to fall and to sin against god so if if you know if i'm on instagram and i'm following a certain female and she's posting just big wild stuff don't continue to follow that girl you feel me because you That's know real. that you're going to be seeing her story you're going to be seeing you're, you're you're going to be seeing her post don't continue to follow her and continue to look at her because you know that that's going to you know that may cause lu- that that's going to cause lustful thoughts within your mind unfollow her well, yeah. I'm not even going to say mute her. Unfollow that girl. Block that girl if you had to. Like, cut it I've off. I've had to do that several times. Literally, in the last month, I've I've unfollowed, like, about four or five girls just because of some of the pictures that they were actually posting. I ain't going to I'm big unfollowing, y'all. I ain't going <laughs> to lie. I'm big unfollowing and muting, y'all. Because, like, yeah, like, we we really need to. And it's not even like, oh, like, you're you're unholy. You're un, But it's just like, nah, like, I, I don't want to see those things because I don't want to fall. I don't want to sin against God. You know, so if it's something in your life that you know that's causing you to um you know the the go this the sin against god like i remember our good friend matt cross i remember like didn't a guy like break his computer or something yeah. like that like shout out to him because that's cutting it off for real like yeah, that man he was broke his like, computer i mean it was like like a thousand dollar computer or something like that and yeah. what he did was like he kept falling into pornography he literally took his computer outside and he well actually he broke his phone he smashed his phone and then um, took his computer outside and took um, like a nine iron, like a like a golf club, and smacked the mess out of his computer. True story. True that, story. That man, he he cut it off. Like, and and that's I mean that's how severe it is. You know what I'm saying? Like we we have to be willing to do. I mean not like literally break our things, but I mean hey, if that's what you need to do, if that's what the Lord's calling you to do, I'm not God. Do what He's calling you to do. You feel me? Break that computer. Be, you feel be me? relentless, guys. Because like even the part with me, like I was I was saying, I was like, Lord, I want to be free. I don't want this to ruin me. 
um, to a degree, I was like, Lord, kill me, if, kill me if I can't be free. Like, please help me to be free. Like, I, I hate uh, falling into this over and over again, and I just feel like I have no control over myself. Um, and the Lord set me, the Lord set me free, guys, and He wants to do the same thing with you. Like, it's a, yeah. it's about being relentless and like, God, I, I, I believe you can set me free, and I really, really want this. Yeah. And that's good. And then just one more verse, uh, Matthew 6, verses 22 through 23 with two more verses. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? So we have to be aware also what we're looking at. You know what I mean? And to be free and in order to walk in the freedom that Christ has given us, you know, we we have to make sure what we're putting before ourselves is 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 healthy. It's it's good. It's light. Like we can't if we're walking in the deliverance and the freedom that Christ has given us, but we're going back to those things. You know, like our light is darkness. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? We're putting darkness before our eyes, which is causing darkness to go into our soul. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we can't continue to entertain those things that he has delivered us from. Because, you know, like the verse says, like where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So when the spirit of God is dwelling within us and we're walking in the spirit, like Gage was saying earlier, and the fruit of the spirit start to grow and increase within us, we start to walk in that liberty that God has given us because there's liberty in him. There's there's freedom in him. That's what liberty means is freedom. Amen. You know what I mean? And it's not freedom to do whatever we want. And porn and masturbation is not that because that's not something that he designed. He designed it. He designed sexual intimacy between a man and a woman who was married and under covenant with him. So, I mean, yeah, like Gaze was saying, there's there's deliverance. There's freedom. We can be free. There's there. It is it is a lie to say that, like, we will forever be held bound to these things like no like that. That's not that's not walking in the spirit of the Lord. You know what I mean? Because when we walk in the spirit of the Lord, there is liberty. There is freedom. And I'm a, I keep reiterating that. But it's it's truth. Like, I mean, there, you know, like Gage was saying, he he didn't even he he was praying like God killed me. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if you can't take it away from me, but you see where he's at today. You know what I'm saying? And it's all because of the Lord. So we're just going to pray. And, um, you know, because this is something that's so serious. But, you know, I mean, we, we just want all of us to, to just walk with the Lord and to walk with his spirit and to walk in that liberty. So. Amen. If you want to start out in prayer, brother, man, unless you had any more remarks. No, I, I, I believe the real thing is like, if you walk away from anything, it's knowing that God, it's okay. And it's good to walk away from porn or masturbation because not only is it a sin against God, but God has something so much better for you and and focus on that. He has something greater for you. It's not, oh, I have to stay away from this thing. I can't indulge, like I can't indulge in these desires. God, Paul was even very well. Like, like if you burn with passion, you should marry you know? Yeah. And so, um, realize don't go that, marrying anybody though. Yeah. Don't <laughs> marry anybody. Hey, uh, you know, find the next g- girl on- online. Like, hey, let's roll. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. Nah, not anybody, you know? Um, and, and, it, and here's the thing. If you're in a relationship now, you know what I mean? Um, be very, get, get, be around godly people, get counsel and be able to have them speak into your life and listen to them. You shouldn't be going over to each other's houses. You shouldn't be laying down in each other's beds. You know, be careful cool. about being alone. And it's because yeah. you want to honor that person. You know what I mean? I tell women all the time, like, you know, if you're able, if, if you stay away from the touchiness and you all, and you focus more on the talking, you can really actually figure out who you, like the heart of that person. And then you can realize who they're in. Cause my last Christian relationship, which was like, that was like four years ago. Um, I thought I was into her. You know, and then the more and more I was really I was just sexually into her. But the more and more we got to hung out after the eight months, I realized like 
um, I really wasn't really into who she was as a person. I couldn't even see myself with her. It was just, she had the things that were sexually attractive, you know what I mean? Um, and so that kind of pulled me towards her. Um, and it was just super immature on my behalf, you know what I mean? And I ended up really causing a lot of uh, harm and pain to her because I couldn't control my desires, you know, but thank God that it's been, uh, it's been over four years now of like complete sexual purity, no sex, no porn, uh, no masturbation, no nothing. So I praise God and I know that he can do this in your life. Amen. So guys, let's pray um, wherever you're at right now, whether you're in the car, um, you're at work, um, however you're listening to this, I'm just going to ask you if you can, you know, take a moment to really receive from God and we're just going to, uh, me and Deb are going to pray over you. Okay. Yeah, you can start out. Jesus, bring your presence, God. Father, I thank you that you did. You did not die on the cross, Lord God, in vain, but you died on the cross, Lord God, so that we could walk in victory. So, Father, I pray, I pray, Lord God, for all who are listening right now, Lord, that you would bring complete and and a complete and com just a complete removal of all demonic um, ties, Lord God, like like lust and perversion, anything, Lord God, that's keeping them from being able to walk in complete wholeness with you. I pray, Lord God, that you would give them the spirit of self-control to be able to control their sexual desires and walk into a, uh, into the woman that they're called to be, to walk in the man who they're called to be. I pray that you would give them a, give them a distaste, that they would it would be disgusting um, to their eyes, it would be disgusting to who they are as a person, uh, to anything uh, pornographic, to anything happening to do with masturbation, to anything that would happen to do with... with um, taking the purity of sex and, and disfiguring it, God. I pray that you would give them a, a, a spirit of, of, that you would awaken them, Lord God, that they would have a, the ability to walk away and the ability to walk and pursue you with wholeheartedness, God. I pray for their freedom in Jesus' name and that they, you would give them a relentlessness, Lord God, to desire you in this area, that they would be able to walk in freedom and that you would bless them, Lord God, with a beautiful marriage where they can come together, Lord God, with their spouse and it would be beautiful and wholesome unto you. So, God, I thank you, God. I thank you for all who are listening right now, Lord, that you would um, clear their eyes from lust, that you would clear them, Lord God, from any impurities and allow them, Lord God, to walk in the beauty of sexual purity in Jesus' name. And, Father, um, we just come before you, and um, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, and all that he did for us, Lord, the Lamb of God. And, and Father, um, I just pray, Lord, that... Um, you would create in all of us, Lord, a clean heart, O oh God, and, and, and renew a right spirit within us, Lord. I pray, Lord, that we would not follow the ways of this world, Father. May we not love this world or the things of the world. May Amen. we not even be a friend of this world, Lord. But I pray, Lord, that, Father, I ask that you would take away the spirit of this world, God, and you would give all of us, Lord God, gauge myself, every listener, Lord God, um, just your spirit, God, the spirit of God, the, the Holy Spirit, Lord, that we would be able to walk in who you made us to be, for we are your temples, Lord. And Father, I pray, may there be so much more joy in being your temples and, and keeping ourselves um, for you as you paid a price for us, Lord God, and we are yours, Lord God, and our body is for you, Lord, and um, Lord, you are for our bodies, Lord. I pray that we would be set apart for you. So, Father, I ask that you would give us all new hearts and new spirits, God, which come from you. And, Father, I ask that you take all of our hearts and make them one with yours, Lord. I pray that we would all be one with you, Lord, and um, your spirit, Lord God, would lead us and guide us and protect us and cover us. And our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, mighty name, amen. Amen, amen. 
Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode six on what is porn and masturbation. And we want to let you guys know if you are dealing with this area and you haven't opened up to a pastor, if you haven't opened up um, to um, someone that can actually help you in this area, please do that. Um, and me and Devin, uh, my Instagram, you can usually find me, uh, Gage Hack. I think I believe it's Gage Hack underscore 44 in your, in your Instagram. D-E-V-O-J-E-R-E-M-I-A-H. Devo Jeremiah. Come that was on. so extra. But that yeah, <laughs> not. Nah, but like he was saying, definitely hit us up. And it's super important, guys. Like if you guys don't go to church, if you guys aren't a part of like a small group, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Try to get plugged into a church, you know, and I know that they're not open right now, but churches have live streams, Um, you know, hit me or Gage up and we will definitely send you, you know, like a live stream to a church. Hey, we have a, you know, we have a ministry to gathering that's on um, every Wednesday and we we're having Zoom calls currently because of, you know, the whole pandemic and stuff. But if you want hop on the calls with us, you feel me? Talk to us like, you know, we we want. We, we want to be one at, like as the body of Christ, you know what I'm saying? And it's so important to have people around you who are like-minded. Like the book of Proverbs says, iron sharpens iron, you feel me? Amen. So you need to have people around you who have the same goal, who have the same, you know, like, uh you know, vision, you know what I'm saying? And and we're trying to all have the vision. Of, we're, we're all trying to set our eyes on Christ. And that's the most important thing. So community is so important in who you have around um, around you, you know, and I know that firsthand. So, amen. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, We're praying for you and believing for your freedom, um, just like how God has been able to help us to walk in deep freedom in this area as well. Um, So, guys, please give us a comment, a review, um, a a star rating, whatever it may be. And uh, we hope to see you soon as we're continuing our series um, on sexual purity. Yes, sir. This is Devin. This is Gage. All right, party people. All right. Love you guys. Peace.